0: welcome to the all-in diamond entrepreneurs in the rough show where the average person becomes extraordinary and those from humble beginnings create a lasting legacy this is your host ernest peralta This is Ernest Peralta. Welcome, and thank you for joining our show. My guest today on the Diamond Entrepreneurs in the Rough show is someone that I've known for some time. His name is Casey Halverson. He's the chief operating officer and founder of a company called Cellular Tracking Technologies. Uh, This is a very interesting topic, and I can't wait to get into the interview. But first off, let me just say, Casey, welcome to the show.
1: All right. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, Casey, um, you know, the whole premise behind the Diamond Entrepreneurs in the Rough show is basically to kind of showcase small to medium-sized business owners that have actually either started something really neat or something that really is uh, providing a solution to, you know, companies. And I thought about you and I wanted to get you on the show because when you told me about your company a few years ago, uh, your whole story just seems to inspire me, and I thought it'd be perfect to kind of get you here and kind of elaborate on your background, too, if you will. And okay, so, great. said, let me go ahead and just kind of preface uh, who, who you are, and we'd love to kind of you know, start asking you questions here. So not only is Casey Hoverson the, the COO and uh, the founder of Cellular Tracking Technology, Casey was also somebody that I knew many, many years ago back in the dot-com industry, uh, he actually, I considered him, I was already in my mid-twenties, Casey was probably in his early teens from what I remember, and I considered you, Casey, as a whiz kid, and what I mean by that is the fact that we were working on similar technologies together. Uh, you, you remember we were both field engineers at the time, and we were jet-setting mm-hmm. all across the, uh, the United States, setting up uh, switches and routers, yeah. and you were my go-to person to actually help me get set up. So he taught me basically <laughs> what I needed to know. And, and right there, that kind of set the premise that, all right, I think that there's a lot of big things that's going to happen for Casey as, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he gets older. So with, with that said, I just wanted to say, Casey, you know, you've been uh, somewhat of an inspiration to me, and I actually look to you as kind of my go-to guy back then as well.
1: Well, great. So, I'm flattered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. And uh, so, Casey, with that, I just wanted to, you know, get into your story, if you will, and understand, you know, how did you start ETT, but also if you can take it back to when you actually started off in corporate, too, as well, and then then evolving into uh, cellular tracking technologies.
1: Okay, great, great. Well, you know, I've always, uh, I've had that entrepreneurial, you know, uh, mindset, but, you know, out of high school, it was quite interesting, I uh, got a job at, freeinternet.com, and that's, you know, where we met. And uh, I kind of moved, you know, through the technology field and, uh, you know, got into network engineering, building, you know, computer networks uh, for server farms and so forth. And uh, I ended up getting a job at uh, AT AT&T, kind of expanding on that and and just leveraging my knowledge, uh, you know, with network connectivity and how to connect systems together, um, and, uh, I actually learned quite a bit, um, especially, uh, you know, moving into a large company, I got to see how they operated, you know, I moved away from that startup environment. And I believe that was really helpful because, you know, in the, you know, the, uh, the startup, uh, space, uh, you know, you, you gotta take as much as you can, uh, to the table. Um, and so I learned a lot about just, you know, operating procedures and so forth. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I actually ran uh, cellular tracking technologies in parallel, you know, while I had, uh, you know, an actual full-time job. You know, cellular tracking technologies was not venture capital-packed. Uh, you know, we're not ri- we are not were rich by any means. I mean, we just had normal jobs. So uh, it was sort of like a, what you'd call a kitchen table type of business in its early days. And so that, as things went along... Um, it, it turned out that, uh, I would be more, uh, useful to actually to go full time at my company to grow it than it would be for me just to, you know, maintain my current, uh, position at AT&T. So, uh, in 2016, I made this huge leap into, uh, actually not only quitting my, my day job, which, you know, I, at AT&T, you're, you're pretty well paid, there's good benefits. And I jumped right into um, uh, working for my company full-time. And not only that, but I sold my house in Seattle and moved cross-country. And I'm wow. here in Cape May, New Jersey. It's the very tippy bottom of New Jersey. It's sort of the beach town that we had the company. And uh, it's been really exciting ever since.
0: Wow. That's, you know, that that's a huge leap. And what made you, what was your pivotal point, uh, moment in time where you decide, okay, I'm I'm just going to throw my chips on the table here and I'm going to make that move. Was it when you were starting to make a profit or was the business actually trying to pull you because uh, there was just more demand of you
1: being more present? I think, uh, well, the business obviously was doing pretty well at the time. Mm -hmm. And it, it was to the point where I actually sat down with my business partner. And, we, you know, uh, the, the owners of the company were just me and and uh, Michael Lanza, the CEO and chairman and also founder. Um, and we we kind of had a long talk about, okay, well, this thing's going great, but, you know, what's the next step? And it was just eye-opening. I mean, and I knew about the finances and how things were going and our sales, but it was just eye-opening just to kind of have that discussion and go, wow, I could actually work for myself you know it's every entrepreneur's dream of course uh, you yeah. know the ups and downs of such by the way it's it's not all, all fun and games but um it was sort of uh, just an exciting opportunity so i actually presented it to my family and i said look you know we have a very unique opportunity to really just see where this takes us and everybody agreed and it was it's sort of you know that that risk but you know my business partner already you know he had a a mortgage, and you know he he was on the payroll for years. So you know it was just you know he took the risk. So I, I figured, well, you know why not? I'm going to try this out and see where it goes. Yeah, no, very very
0: good. And one thing for the audience to to kind of understand what exactly is i T T. I'll call it that as the acronym. Um, from what I remember, from what I read, and please uh, jump in at any time, this is just my understanding, is that it's basically putting, pulling data sets for migratory birds uh, from initial start to where they actually end up, and it's the data in between when they're actually in flight is the data that you collect. Is, is that right, or is there more? There's a lot more, I'm sure. Oh,
1: yeah, sure, yeah. But that, that's pretty much uh, that's a basic uh, premise of the company. Yeah. So um, it's it's actually really interesting. uh Actually, eleven years back, I was contacted. Actually, this month in May, uh, by mm-hmm. an individual, and he read this uh, CNET news article. And uh, I, at the time, I was just doing all kinds of fun things. There was no business purpose per se, but mm-hmm. it was I was wanting to work on something new and groundbreaking. And you know, obviously, some reporters kind of get wind of it and they write articles. And so he read this uh, news article on CNET News, and uh, he contacted me over email. And he had this fascinating idea of, you know, I want to use the cellular network, GPS, um, to track uh, eagles. And I'm like, wow, that's that's really fascinating. So, uh, you know, we we started out with eagles, but we do much smaller birds now. But essentially, we build uh, wildlife tracking devices. They're little backpacks or collars, depending on the bird, or or even uh, mammals. You know, land mammals like deer and mm-hmm. so forth. We use uh, GPS. Uh, accelerometers, magnetometers, every kind of sensor you could think of, and we uh, send that data over to the cellular network. And we collect all the energy we need from a solar panel. So uh, you know we we had to do a lot of innovation in terms of of reduced power consumption, and and you just could never get that device back to charge it. So it it had to work. So. Um, we we uh, have it uh, essentially this technology deployed around the world and our customer base is you know, scientists, researchers, wind farm consultants, you know, governments, uh, you know, all your fish and wildlife agencies, you know, every spin and so forth. Um, you know, they, they buy this to do uh, this this hard work to do the research. And we also have expanded the company's reach so uh, we were able to get down to about a half a gram. Uh, for it's not cellular but we're able to do kind of reverse GPS and other tricks that kinda of give it that same uh type of performance. Um and so yeah, you know, we we've got uh migratory birds uh and, and they're learning things that they never never would have dreamed of knowing um you know every second where an eagle's soaring and flying you know all the way from you know say say the southern United States into uh yeah, the Canadian Arctic. Yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. That's good.
0: And um, one thing I wanted to ask you was, so you found this technology and partnering, of course, with your, C- CEO, uh, your CEO on this. What, was there already something in place with other technologies or was this something that you wanted to build on top of maybe existing technologies? What was the solution or problem that you were trying to solve?
1: Well, the problem at the time was, well, it was kind of funny. Nobody wanted to make this cool thing for him. Uh, the <laughs> existing telemetry companies were like, how hey, do they want nothing to do with this guy? And they were using uh, satellite uh, uh, tracking that used Doppler shifts and a bunch of very archaic uh, technologies that were developed in the 70s. And the state-of-the-art wasn't that great. And there was, I think, the, the best thing they could get is maybe a couple GPS positions a day from a bird. So it just it wasn't adequate, um, but you know it was able to answer some research questions. So um, we that's we kind of took that that whole concept of a you know a backpack that goes on the back of a bird, and we mm-hmm. just innovated the heck out of it, and uh, <laughs> we we brought modern day technology you know, stuff that's in your cell phones, and um, you know we we put it in a very compact uh, tracking device. In fact, uh, you know, wearables are driving the component sizes down to where, you know, it's very appropriate for wildlife tracking. So we took all those innovations and kind of wrapped them into this product. Now, you know, obviously we're using the existing cell network, uh, and now Satellite as well. We've kind of branched out. And then our own ground terrestrial networks so that are independent, um, you know, based on IoT technology. So, so you know, we, we used a lot of, I guess you could say off-the-shelf hardware to solve a a very complex problem um, with a lot of, a lot of software. <laughs> so. Yeah. Now, I took a look at your website. There's a lot of complex data
0: and a lot of things that you guys are gathering there. So it, it, that is impressive, by the way. It looks really
1: cool. Well, thank you.
0: Thank well, you. Yeah,
1: actually, I just got back from uh, uh, New Mexico in the desert. We were actually deploying a kangaroo rat tracking network. Uh, oh. So as they, as they burrow through the ground, uh, we're, we're able to get their position. So oh, that's get pretty really excited to see all the applications. Uh, they'll have rattlesnakes too, so that will be interesting. I don't know how oh. quite they're going to catch them, but they've got to it out. Yeah.
0: yeah, so it is more than just birds, so now it's getting into other species and wildlife as well. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Casey, you know, now that you've been kind of engulfed in this entrepreneurial endeavor of yours. When did you think or feel that you got the entrepreneurial mindset? Well,
1: um, uh, you know, I've, I've thought a bit about this. And, you know, when I was a kid on the playground, I know so it sounds kind of funny, but I wanted my own company. And I tried to recruit, you know, kids to kind of – it was just for play. But I always had that spirit of, you know, I wanted to run – you know, a business or, or, and it wasn't like, you know, I wanted to be the manager or the boss. It's just I wanted to innovate. I wanted to build. I wanted a product I could be proud of. Um, and, and that's kind of what, what, what kind of seeded it, you know, just on the playground. And then, you know, as I got older, as a teen, I tried all kinds of different business ideas. You know, mainly the technology field, and you know, nothing really stuck. But uh, I always had that mindset. You know, even if I had a a job or you know anything like that, I always was thinking about you know what, what could I how could I make something better or, or can I invent something completely new, no one's ever heard of. You know, that was just it's just always in my head, even even today. Yeah. So,
0: so you've always had that innate feeling of I, I you just feel like you want to solve some kind of problem. Let me see. One thing I wanted to ask you, too, is what do you consider to be some traits of, of making somebody successful, say, as an entrepreneur? Okay.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really difficult question. I think um, uh, this is said a lot, but, but just not being afraid of failure. Um, I, I was trying to count how many businesses I started, or at least little idea, you know, ideas of, you know, let's see if this works. And it's got to be between twenty and thirty and I think that's really important if you want to be an entrepreneur i mean you got you gotta try everything you, you, um, and I think that um there's a lot of other things you can do too i mean just just try to do you know cool things make a make a positive impact i mean there's a lot of uh a lot of ways you can you know uh contribute to society you know whether it be software development or a new idea. Um, and just make and create. Um, and I've noticed that you know sometimes people take notice of that. And you know occasionally you know uh, maybe a group is visible. Uh, you, maybe you're you're in a group and they're visible what you're doing, and it might lead to something new and maybe a business. Um, you know I've had reporters write articles about just fun things I've done. Um, and uh, you know that's you know you just don't know who you're going to meet or who's reading that article or who you're going to collaborate with or inspire. And you might inspire somebody to start you know, a whole new company. And that I think that's all really rewarding. Um, and not being afraid to talk about your idea. I think uh, that was actually some great advice I took, although I kind of already was aware of that. Is, uh, this is kind of harsh, but... I've been told nobody cares about your idea. Your idea is your idea. You know how to make it work. You're inspired by your idea. So don't be afraid to tell people about what you're doing. Um, you know, it's uh, it's kind of a, a, a chill, there's a chill factor if you just say, oh, this is a secret, I can't tell you about it. Um, and investors in particular don't even want to deal with you. So I think I think just talking and, and just, uh, you know, sharing with others what you want to create is good. Um, And then just being a part of your community, volunteer, um, you know, getting involved in government. I mean, just kind of getting your name out there so people know what you're capable of. I think that that has always been really helpful. And it's surprising. I mean, obviously, with all these positive things you can do, it's surprising, you know, what what the results are. It's it's always unexpected. Um, Yeah. That's right. Uh,
0: unless you try, you never know what, what your outcome will be. So yeah. it's like uh, exposure is one, uh, kind of the key point that you said there. And, and don't, forget, don't, don't be afraid to fail. And if you fail, fail, fail forward. <laughs> fail
1: often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, I mean, there's, uh, you know, some people ask, well, you know, why do you think most people fail? And, then, you know, if you don't want to fail, don't try. But <laughs> if you don't try, I mean, you can't do anything, right. um, and I think I think failure is a natural part of development and innovation. You actually need failure uh, to occur, um, and it'll happen a lot. But you, if you're going to be doing something new that no one's done before, how are you going to know what works and what doesn't? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, there's no guide on this, I and mean, then even if somebody did it, maybe they did it wrong. You know, you just don't. You never know. So my my best ideas have come from complete accidents. Or experimentation, actually. So, I, I think I think uh, you know, failure is just a natural process, and, and never be afraid of it. Yeah, yeah no, good, good point there.
0: Um, good advice, by the way. Now, did you have any mentors growing up, Casey?
1: You know, well, um, I, I was. I think uh, my dad, uh, as I was a child, introduced me to a lot of a lot of things that helped me kind of at least get my technological background that I needed. And, uh, I, you know, I really look up to him uh, as sort of somebody that's helped me kind of find some key things and skills that, that I use today. Um, you know, when I was six years old, um, my dad bought a Commodore 64 computer. You know, it's a dinosaur these days, but, you know, I was uh, in kindergarten at the time, and it was really exciting to see uh, you know, this new technology, and so I wanted to learn all about it. You know, I played some games. I want to make those games. So I, you know, read computer programming manuals, and uh, I started writing, you know, basic programs and dialing my friend on the modem, and, and we talked back and forth over text. Uh, and uh, and then he also introduced me to electronics as well. And, he you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, the best computer programmer. He wasn't the best, uh, you know, uh electronics technician but he had an interest in it and he shared that with me um you know my, my you know we we didn't have i didn't have an unusual childhood i it was in a normal middle class you know family typical upbringing outside of seattle you know i was uh had a, i was, grew up in an airline family so my dad was a Boeing mechanic he was union mm. and my mom worked for the airlines so but, uh, you know, I, I didn't really have anything special, but, but that early introduction to technology I think was extremely important. Okay, good. And
0: now, aside from, say, your father seems like he was a pivotal person in your life, did you, as you started to grow up, did you, did you attend any type of seminars or anything like that? Did you look to anybody else, maybe in the corporate environment, that kind of uh, maybe added to your dad as far as him being your mentor growing up? was there anybody else uh, out there?
1: You know, um, I, I actually, I didn't really gravitate towards one uh, specific person, but I, I did like yeah. to talk to people and ask them questions. I, I really like to listen. I think that's important. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm actually talking more than, <laughs> more than, than I usually do, but because listening is important. It's good to understand where, you know, what, where people are f- coming from and get their intentions. You can learn a lot from them. Um, and, you know, even if you know the answer, it's, it's, it's good to listen to people. And, uh, you know, in the corporate environment, there are a few individuals, like maybe a manager or, uh, you know, a colleague uh, that was, you know, they provided some good advice. Um, I think that one thing that really helped me when we talk about seminars is I did do uh, Startup Week and Startup Weekend. It's basically the same thing in Seattle. And then I also uh, attended uh, uh, TechStars, uh, the, the, like their seminars as well. So it, I think that that was really helpful because it had basically, uh, you know, venture capitalists, people who managed businesses, people from all sorts of sp- parts of the spectrum. And it, uh, it it's really it was really inspiring to hear you know people's ideas and their stories and 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 just hearing all the the great advice that came from it. So yeah.
0: Know. That's good. And also, you also participate in these things too, right? I'm sure that you're one of the maybe keynote speakers or those that kind of address certain topics also.
1: Yeah, yeah. actually, I got invited. Um, uh, it was uh, the the Seattle uh, Startup Week in, on the hardware track. I was invited yeah. to be um, on a panel, and that was really exciting to actually go full circle you know I used to <laughs> have these things you know on my lunch break, and now it 's uh wow okay <laughs> um and uh, i actually um you know i had a i have a, another venture too um and it was completely by accident, but we sold uh basically arduino uh you know kits and radio accessories and so forth, and we had a Kickstarter. Me and a friend of mine, and we raised about one hundred seventy thousand dollars, completely unexpected, way beyond our goal. So uh, I got to talk about our Kickstarter experience and how we how we raised money, and actually how it's in business today. Um, and uh, it's very uh, successful. Oh, that's good. And you're also a serial entrepreneur, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I got <laughs> but, two, but, but probably about 30 tries between that. So.
0: Yeah. Now, what's next, then, for the next five to ten years? What's What do you foresee CTT to be able to get into or evolve into in the coming years? I,
1: I think, um, you know, right now we're in a ditch market. I, there's a lot of growth potential and uh, the establishment. I mean, there's enough there's enough potential revenue out there to, to make this a very successful company. I mean, it, I could see our company in a couple of years, you know, in our business plan, actually, uh, being a $40 million, uh a year company. And we're, you know, our, we're on our way to do so. We've been growing like crazy. Um, but I think that uh, there's uh, further uh, growth opportunities outside of wildlife. And what we've been doing recently in the last couple of years is taking – the technologies we developed and applying it to Internet of Things and other mainstream app- applications. So we, we have a medical device product, for example, and I think that we can take those innovations and apply them to the mainstream and, and see substantially higher volumes, you know, than, than uh, building wildlife tracking devices. So that's really our growth opportunity right there. And I see really nothing stopping us. Uh, we attract a lot of attention with you know, a device that it works on the cell network, you know, for five years off solar pa- uh, power. That's just incredible. So, I think uh, I think that there's some great applications outside of wildlife our technology. Wow,
0: sounds interesting. Sounds like there's a lot of a lot of optimistic things in the forefront for for you and your company. I'm excited. I can't wait to see how much more you guys are going to involve and to follow you guys, you know, in in future endeavors as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So what what keeps you up at night now? You see what seems to you know drive you to wake up the next morning and do what you do?
1: Yeah, you know, it, it, I I suspect some people might answer that question, or or they'd like to hear that. Uh, oh, I just I stay up all night thinking of great ideas and whatnot. <laughs> you know, what in reality, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, I think about everything that could possibly go wrong. <laughs> so I tend to think about you know, there's there's so many problems when you run a business, and you've got to be on on top of things, be on your toes and be able to respond to the unexpected. So I am a bit of a worrywart, and I do think at night about, okay, well, if this goes wrong, you know, what do I do? What are the potential problems? How do I mitigate this? Um, I would say maybe about 5% of that I might have a really awesome idea, and I'll write it down and wake up in the morning. But uh I also know that, uh, that sleep is very important to be functional in the morning, um, which my business partner and I still have not figured out to this day. <laughs> so sometimes a good night's sleep is, is important too. So
0: Yeah, balance is very hard to do, especially when you're running your own business. But, you know, that's, that's where you kind of understand yourself. This is where you do a lot of self-evaluations, and, and, you know, you have to work according to how you feel you need to work according to your business. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I got this. Here's one for you. So if you had one other profession, if this hadn't worked out, what would you have done? Would you have stayed at a t and t or would you have tried something else
1: you know um that's a really good question i I kind of think about that what, what would i do uh, this is i think if I was at a well, maybe a little younger age, although my dad says I can still, I think I might be trying <laughs> to be a be a commercial pilot i was, i'm always fa- i'm fascinated by aviation and and maybe I'll get my privates license someday um of my private license, uh, you know, uh, general aviation or something like that. But uh, I, I've always been fascinated by aviation, so, you know, I might try that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, it seems like it's already in your blood, considering your dad has spent majority of his career in that. And, well, your, and your mom also, too, in the airline industry. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you could leave a legacy, you know, after all said and done, what would it be?
1: Well, I, you know, I think I would like to make a meaningful impact on science. And... And what I mean by that is 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 changing the way we measure um, you know wildlife behavior and and maybe help save a species change the world a little bit in that aspect. I think that uh, the things that we've learned or helped our customers learn have that's accomplished a little bit of that but I'd really like to just make that kind of meaningful impact, and then also in the community as well. Um, we I, I live in uh, a tourist-dependent uh, economy, mm-hmm. and it's very it's seasonal. So yeah, there's ups and downs, blue in the summer and, and and ghost town in the winter. And the community is really you know they it, it's challenging because uh, there's no year-round jobs. So. Uh, what what I hope to do here is is grow the company and create year-round technology jobs that are well-paying, and you know ultimately that'll that'll help the community. And uh, we we try to be a, a very responsible you know corporate citizen in that aspect, and 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 that's that's kind of a legacy I want to set. Yeah, that's very good. Those are very
0: very strong things to to uphold and I think the way that you're going right now I think you'll definitely be able to achieve that for sure and I think that those are really good goals to uh, to strive for and um, I, I always like to hear that the other thing I wanted to ask you is um, you know people have certain meanings to drive them and what I mean by meanings is that sometimes they have certain quotes or mantras or slogans that say okay this is a new year and this is what I'm gonna Say to myself you know to keep me going do you have anything that kind of motivates you that kind of drives you on a day-to-day basis or is it just self self
1: self-driven you know i i kind of have a an ongoing mantra i've had this for i don't know a very long time um it's throw everything you can at the wall and see what sticks (laughs) (laughs) And, and 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 that just goes just just try everything I mean, um, don't don't overextend yourself, of course. But you know, if you're not if you're not trying to, uh, you know, I, I think I got my hands full right now. But it, if I wasn't trying to, you know, start a business, you know, I, it's just not really worth it to me. I think <clears throat> I think that you got to do something like that, and you know, even if you're on try twenty five, keep trying because <laughs> eventually, you know, it, it'll happen. So that's 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 usually what I live by. Yeah. That's, I think that's the, the
0: true entrepreneurial spirit right there. <laughs> you just keep doing it until it, until it works, basically. Yeah. yeah. Right, my last question for you, Casey, is how can our audience members learn more about you, your company? How can they find you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so you can learn more about our company. Um, our website is celltracktech.com. That's C-E-L-L-T-R-A-C-K. P-E-C-H And if you go to our website, we've got uh, Facebook, um, we've got a Twitter, and we like to kind of showcase our customers and, and, and all the cool things they do. So you can definitely, you know, check out our social media if you're interested in just seeing what we're up to lately. Yeah, I took a look at
0: your site, read it, and I, I think you guys have a lot of great information. So for our audience members, if you're very curious about what Casey and his company does please go ahead and check it out. I think you'll learn a lot. It's very interesting stuff, and it is some of the latest technology that's out there. And so, Casey, that's basically my questions that I have for you. And I just wanted to say, you know, out of your busy schedule, I know you travel coast to coast on a regular basis, so I think you just literally landed not too long ago back home on the (laughs) east coast. So for you to come here and and do this interview, and I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Casey.
1: Well, anytime. Thank you so much. Yeah. Great.
0: Well, folks, that's all I have for today. And until the next time. Remember that all things start with you. Your life circumstances of where you are today shouldn't deter you from where you want to be. So get out there and make things happen. And remember to always be all in or be average. Until next time.